Alright, you're currently listening to Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. Sound what? Sound Sessions. Sound Sessions. You're listening to the sweet sounds of Sound Sessions. Thank you. Must be somebody out of here. everybody, this is your host Michael Heideman here at Sound Sessions here in Chicago, Illinois, and I am so pleased to be sitting down with my good friend Jim Ryan. He's a writer for Forbes, he's a broadcaster, music expert, and all-around great guy. Jim, how's it going, man? It's going well, and it's rare that the word expert, I mean, what a superlative to throw at me, Mike. I appreciate that. Well, that's that's what you do. You, you have expertise <laughs> in many different things. As you said, you're the jack of all trades, and yeah. I fully agree with you. Thank you. And this is going to be fun because we haven't sat down and looked at a concert in in a while, I think over a year. When you texted me last week that it was a year ago since we did this, I was like, that can't be possible. And then I looked up and was like, oh my God, a year. But here we are. <laughs> and you look great too, by the way. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> it has been too long, and that's what, and it's funny because we had this year go by, and then of course we end up on at the same show on two different nights. And I thought we could take tonight to look at Bob Weir and the Wolf Bros at Chicago's famed Chicago Theater. He played a two night stand here in the city. And what did you think? What did you think of the show? I just think we're so lucky that there were so many great shows that week of Halloween. And mm-hmm. what an opportunity. I mean, given the legacy that the Grateful Dead have built over the course of, of say, the last 50 years, you know, especially on Halloween, mm-hmm. to be able to catch Bob Weir with his latest project in, in a theater like the Chicago Theater that sounds beautiful and looks beautiful. I mean, that's that's just pretty incredible. I loved it, personally. I went into it with no expectations because... Believe it or not, I was actually in a Grateful Dead cover band. I was going to ask drums. you about this. <laughs> yes. I started my music career in high school as a drummer, and the reason was because I had a drum set. I was into you know, banging things. Oh, gosh, that sounds just bad. <laughs> Io. And what I, what I knew was that every band needed a drummer, so that's why I wanted to get into it that way. And uh, it was my befriended all the guys who had the tie-dye shirts. And I was going to say, were you, were you a fan of the jam bands, or was it just the dead? Like, what was your... It was, I was a fan of the jam bands. It was right when Jack Johnson put out his first CD. Okay. So that was the, the big thing. So that we're talking the into. early 2000s about? Early, there, yeah. Thereabouts? Okay. Yeah. Early 2000s. I graduated, I think, in oh, you know, the listeners don't need to know when I was, when I graduated. <laughs> let's, let's just say that I'm as young as they come. But what, uh, what I wanted to do was get into the, the groove of things. It was very easy to play because you could turn a, a three-minute hit song into a 14-minute jam session. I thought that was pretty cool. So that's, that's what the mindset I went into, the Bob Weir show. And when I walked into the, the Chicago Theater, for everybody listening outside of the state, or if you haven't been to the Chicago Theater in downtown Chicago, um, it's, a, it's a glorious, glorious piece of architecture that you walk in and it's painted ceilings um french baroque Fre- yes i actually french i actually baroque. looked this up before i wrote before i wrote my piece because i was curious dates back to the 20s and the interior is done in french baroque style so i mean it's just i mean it, it's like breathtakingly beautiful mm-hmm. breathtakingly beautiful and when did you walked in did you think that the smell of weed was gonna be <laughs> painted on those walls the smell of weed was was in a cloud outside the chicago (laughs) theater as i walked down state street just just to get there so let alone the interior um (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I haven't seen a cloud of smoke like that at an indoor show. Mm-mm. You know, obviously that's, you know, it's, it's technically banned now. Mm-hmm. Uh, not this past week at the Chicago Theater for Bob Weir. No, it was wide open. I've Because it, it's so funny. I've seen Aretha Franklin there. I've seen Steve Martin and the Steep Canyon Rangers there. You saw there. Aretha at Chicago Theater? That's amazing, by the way. Yes. I, wow. It, it was her, um, it was, I think, in 2015 or 16, and she came into the Chicago Theater and shut off all all the air because okay. she likes it nice and hot so her vocals can can really wow. sing and the, she got the key to the city but what i'm saying is it's a place where where you go to see people who are at the top of their game legends and there there was no seating involved at the bob weir show everyone was in the aisles yeah. just having a good time <laughs> for a second i thought they took out the front uh, yeah, row seats I, I put that in my review that the, that the poor ushers didn't stand a chance between every single person smoking and every single person just walking into the aisle and dancing i'm like just mm-hmm. just send them home <laughs> that guy <laughs> Like, I don't think, even bother, pal. And okay, look. you're really going to ask for somebody's ticket stub in this situation? I mean, just come on. Uh, you, no, it's it, especially mention the guy who's who's there who isn't the the stoner Grateful Dead guy, like uh, us, just like two press yeah. guys who are like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm in 4G, and there's just, like some guy just spread out like on your seat, just with his uh, tie dye shirt, and he's like, No, man, you're you're going to be in whatever seat I tell you to be in. I went into that show from my day job, and at my day job, I'd have to be wearing a suit that day and i did not have time to go home and change before the show and i just thought to myself you know it's going to be completely ridiculous of all shows at the chicago usually you could get away with that at the chicago theater Mm -hmm. but not when bob weir is playing right and Mm -hmm. i just thought to myself i'm going to stick out like such a sore thumb but it was halloween Mm -hmm. so there were so many people in costume that people would just ask me well what's who are you what's your costume because they assumed this guy is clearly not here in a suit and my answer was the same to every person and it was i'm a deadhead (laughs) The ones that got it really didn't like it. <laughs> Old guy in a suit. I'm a, I'm a deadhead. Oh, that makes sense. I'm a yeah. deadhead in 2018. <laughs> and I don't think they liked it. But that was my answer. You got affected by the man. <laughs> Down with the man. But it was it was so cool to see everyone just be there for Bob. Bobby, yeah. screams of Bobby were throughout the entire show. People were there and they were dedicated fans. And these are fans that have been with the Grateful Dead for their whole lives. You know that they've been sitting in their apartments or their houses with those Grateful Dead t-shirts in some Tupperware containers yes. in their closet. And they're like, finally, <laughs> I can break these out. Uh-huh. Back to my teenage years. Had you ever seen any, I, obviously you didn't, you know, the last Dead show is 95 uh, here in Chicago at Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. Had you seen before this past week, had you seen any member of the Grateful Dead or any of the iterations of, have you seen The Dead or Further or any any of the side projects or the spinoffs? Thank you for asking that because no, I have not. And, okay, and me neither. That, oh, truly. Yeah. Oh, so that was that was really interesting because I would watch the... Vi- I mean, I've seen videos. Of course, you see videos of the Grateful Dead. You listen to Jerry Garcia. You listen to, to CDs like, you know, The Touch of Grey and, you know, St. Stephen you, you have playing on your tracks. And and I wanted to see the John Mayer incarnation. I, I actually of, do, too. Yeah. yeah I'd it, like to. Because... He's always been a deadhead, and, and he's such a very talented guitarist. He's a phenomenal guitarist, yeah. So uh, uh, There's a lot of other things you could say about John Mayer, but he is a phenomenal guitarist. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. And and seeing that he would be a fan himself playing with these with these incredible musicians would have right. been really cool. So you've never seen them either? No, so I had never seen... I'm not a huge jam band guy, but mm-hmm. to me, the Grateful Dead are in a whole different realm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really celebrate the American music 
songbook and tradition, unlike any of the other jam bands, because you listen to them and you hear blues music, and Bob Weir played a lot of slide guitar this past week. Yeah. You listen to them and you hear country music, and he played a lot of acoustic guitar. I mean, to me, there's just so many different things that go into the Grateful Dead stew, so... I've always wanted to see the Grateful Dead. It didn't happen. I was too young to see them, you know, before they, you know, Jerry died in 95. Mm-hmm. Um, but just over the years, it never worked out. I never saw the Dead. I never saw Further. I never saw Rat Dog, which is Bob Weir's other project. I never mm-hmm. saw Mickey Hart with Planet Drum. Never saw Phil Lesh. And there's been plenty of times to see him in a variety of venues. So yeah, uh, that to me was, is one of the things that made this show so special this week was to finally get an opportunity to see some member of the Grateful Dead and really, like you said, experience that fandom because, I mean, the people watching is top notch, but mm-hmm. that's, I mean, they really, you know, fan is short for fanatic, right? And I mean, the Grateful Dead fans are certainly that. Tr- truly. And it says something about... Uh, the way that they've lasted for so long, and call me call me old fashioned, call me uh, just a, a lover of just the vibe. But I love fanfare for any reason. When a group of people can get together and just have a good time, I mean, the moment that I sat down, a guy behind me asked if I wanted a puff of his joint. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, I needed to say no because I had to go to work in a few hours. Right, right, right. But but everyone just gets along together, and it's yeah. just for the love. It's a love. community. It's a community. It really is. And what's more pure than a community for good old-fashioned blues Amen. and country music? Yeah. And, and the thing is, what I was most surprised with, I truly enjoyed the show. I truly enjoyed seeing Bob Weir slide, uh, have his uh, his acoustic guitar out there, and and break out that brass slide that he that he used, or listen to him uh, just play those blues riffs on his Fender Stratocaster or whatever guitar he played. It looked like a Stratocaster. Um, it was just it was so cool to see somebody who has been playing music his whole life, and also his voice held has up. held up very Holy well. I agree. Smokes. What what yeah. an amazing what an amazing talented guy. What I what I love about what Bob Weir does, I mean, it would be so easy to just keep going out there and, and capitalizing on the Grateful Dead name, and I, and I I suppose to some degree he's doing that, but it always in celebrating the legacy of that band and all of the different uh, bands that he's done it. I mean, in you know, Rat Dog would play a little Grateful Dead with a bit more of a jazz leaning. Um, he always tries to find a different way to frame those sounds. And this mm-hmm. band in particular, I mean, he's doing Grateful Dead stuff as a trio, which is just fascinating. He's got an upright bass player, yes. a drummer, and he's playing guitar, and that's it. And that's that's a hell of a different way to present the Grateful Dead's music. I mean, when you boil it all down, I mean, it, it works, but... Um, a different way to do it and i love the fact that he's always trying to find different ways to do that because it would be real easy to just go out and you know trot touch a gray out every single night and and, mm-hmm. and call mm-hmm. it an evening but he doesn't do that mm-hmm. he, you can tell i mean the set list is vastly different on every single night of this tour so far he does different covers every night of this tour so far mm-hmm. it's it's definitely we're wolf brothers by the way the name of the trio he's playing with which features legendary producer don was on the upright bass that's incredible now, I read a little bit about him when I was looking at, at your article and a few of the articles that came out about this show. Now, who is Don Was? What's the backstory about him? So Don Was is 66 years old. He's from Detroit, Michigan, and just a legendary producer. I, I'm going to go through some albums that Don Was has produced, and you tell me if you're familiar with them. Hit me with it. <laughs> uh, he has done, let's see, where to start here, uh, Carly Simon in 1985, 
We've got Bonnie Raitt's Nick of Time album in 1989, which I think won four Grammys at that point. It was huge. Uh, He did the B-52's Cosmic Thing album in 89. What? Iggy Pop's Brick by Brick in 1990. Hmm. Bob Dylan's Under the Red Sky in 1990. Uh, Elton John's To Be Continued in 1990. He did Bob Seeger's The Fire Inside in 91. Uh, Ring, let's see. I'm just going to go through the artists at this point. Ringo Starr, Glenn Fry, Roy Orbison, Willie Nelson, David Crosby, Jackson Brown, The Rolling Stones. He produced Voodoo Lounge. Oh, my. Okay, so this guy is... He, yeah, I when can't we talk believe legendary this. producers, like Don was, is a legendary producer. And such different sounds, too, because mm-hmm. you don't see that a lot in today's world. It's You're going to play pop music, you're going to stick with your pop music, but he's he's spanning all genres. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From Carly Simon to Elton John to Iggy Pop. To the Stones. Holy shit. Yeah. Don was, and by the way, I think that for for Halloween, did he go as Chuck Mangione? Because he looks <laughs> he looks just like him. I, I he did. <laughs> that's amazing. By the way, I was not expecting a Chuck Mangione reference tonight, so thank you. You know, that's what we do here on Sound Sessions. I thought he looked great for '66 because when I I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, I knew some of the stuff he produced. I knew a lot of it wasn't until the '80s, and it was a lot of these acts later in their career. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up, and I'm like, that guy does not look like he's 66 years old. Mm-mm. And in fairness, Bob Bob Weir for. 71 looked pretty good too i mean yeah it's pretty amazing to think that the <laughs> you know jay lane the drummer which is bob's drummer from rat dog uh he was the That's youngin it. in the band at 55 i think it was jay lane is the drummer in, yeah. this, in bob weir's uh, incarnation of this band um and he's from which band he was in bob's first band that he started post grateful dead in 95 rat dog okay which was a little more jazz leaning mm-hmm. which I think that this particular lineup, Wolf Brothers, especially with the upright bass, lends itself real well to that stuff. That's incredible because when you were watching on stage, tell me if how how enthralled you can be just watching him play his his songs and then seeing how tight of a group they were from just a few looks. Like I, I love that. They knew what each other were gonna play. They knew the transitions of the songs, where to go into the next song. And um and it was just like from Bob Weir uh just like giving them a nod or something right. like that. And Chuck Mangione breaking out his <laughs> trumpet in the corner and then playing like, okay, I got this next song coming to you. Uh it was incredible. I was, they were tight. I was just yeah, and I, and I was fat, like I was. I found myself at one point thinking how much rehearsal must have gone into it, and then mm-hmm. it kind of dawned on me, especially for Bob and Jay. They've they've played together for a long time, and mm-hmm. and Don was too. I mean, it it might be at that point where you get three seasoned pros like that up there who just you know live and breathe music mm-hmm. that <laughs> it just becomes second nature. Because if you look at the set list from each night of this tour. Like I say, they're not rolling out the same couple covers every night. Mm-hmm. They're doing five or six or eight covers each night on this tour, and every single night they're different. Yeah. Like, that's fascinating to me. They did three Bob Dylan songs on Halloween when I saw them. They did? Which uh, Do you remember which songs they yeah, were? Yeah, they did uh, They did All Along the Watchtower. Uh, they closed with uh, It's All Over Now, Baby Blue. Uh, and uh, there was there was one more, but uh, they did a bunch of they did a bunch of Bob Dylan, and then in Chicago they celebrated the blues. They did some Willie Dixon, that was pretty wonderful. A little Red Rooster, mm-hmm. um, and that that again Bob Bob we're on the slide guitar on a blues cover in Chicago on Halloween. I mean, 
what more can you really ask for yeah. as a fan of music? But in that nod to Halloween, they also took a stab at uh, Werewolves of London. Yeah, I, I read that in your article. And Bob forgot uh, the lyrics. <laughs> really? <laughs> and kept right on going. <laughs> at one point, so he does the first two verses, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And he gets to the third, and he says like the first line, and then he just steps back from the microphone, and the band keeps playing, and he walks up, and he goes, well, I'm going to have to make some stuff up. And the band keeps playing, and he goes, because I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> <laughs> and they just kept going, and then the crowd would, would pick it up for the for the wolf howls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man! And, <laughs> and everyone knew every line of every song too, yep. which was really cool to see. Uh, did they have the the iPads on on stage when you were watching them as well? I didn't notice the iPads. I, I didn't even catch it. What did uh, What did you see? Yeah, I saw that they had these the standalone iPads when they were performing, and I thought it would. But the thing is, they never touched them. So I, I assume oh, that they I, were maybe for it's the those lyrics songs. or something. Okay, I don't know for those covers. Uh, they played a, for us uh, on the November first show. They played um, uh, a Beatles song. I, I saw that. I, I was looking at the set list uh, that you guys got on my way in, and the fact that they did "Tomorrow Never Knows." Yes, "Tomorrow Never Knows." That's amazing because I just I can't picture a dead type jam version of Tomorrow Never Knows which is this beautiful psychedelic song. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, it was it was really cool because he he floated it in from another uh dead song or like a bluesy um I don't know if it was a dead song now that I think about it, but it it was uh, it was through a transition of a jam and then all of a sudden um Jay Lane who was on drums started with the do do da da do da da do da da and then Bob Weir just started playing on on his uh, electric guitar and right went right into it and the whole place exploded because uh, at, I mean just seeing your favorite artist especially if he's a legendary founding member of Grateful Dead play a Beatles song it's it's yeah, like almost too much to handle. That's not an opportunity you get a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's you, you could say that. It's uh, I, I'm looking through the set list uh, yeah, from, from night two here, and I mean just to give you kind of an idea of the you know different covers he's doing and the different artists that he's covering. I mean earlier in the tour, I saw that he was covering uh, anything from Buddy Holly to Merle Haggard. Wow. Um, I got Bob Dylan. We got um, Warren Zevon. You got the Beatles. You got the Temptations. That's amazing. Uh, Shaky Ground. Okay. That's, I mean, just, I'm just looking through here and I'm just blown away by all the different stuff that they're covering. I mean, Bobby Blue Bland, another blues cover. That's so cool. And then they work in the Grateful Dead stuff, and they work in the Rat Dog stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You guys got another Willie Dixon cover. That's fantastic. Althea, I love that Grateful Dead song. What a, Just the way that, I mean, these set lists, literally, they're not repeating a single song each night. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he he knew what he was doing from from the get go, and he's just relaxed. We had one intermission uh, between. And it was the a sets. long intermission, by the way. It forty was. minutes. I was like, forty minutes seems a little unnecessary, but he's seventy one, so whatever. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing back there. Yeah, I was know? gonna say, I, I've got a hunch we don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> he, but but the way that he was continuing playing, and you said that he went on at seven thirty and ended at eleven o'clock yeah. at night. That's a I, long night. Even with a 40-minute intermission, that's a long show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's amazing. And everyone stuck through it and and had just in just an amazing time. It was it was so cool because I keep flashing back 
to the people who were around me and how they just kept dancing and, and the and the balloons were floating around the like glow in the dark balloons that they had um, yeah that's not a, around. that's not a crowd that's uh, looking down at their phones all night is it no it is not I think I was the only one looking down at my phone because I was like, I gotta go to work soon. I was taking some notes yeah and I, and I was getting I was getting uh, side eye stares wait the guy in the suit taking <laughs> notes was getting you, they probably that, thought you were a cop that guy in the suit needs to put his phone down yeah they did I'm sure they thought it was a narc <laughs> That guy, if we need to get him out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's And the, the cool thing is he's still playing. He has a few nights left on this tour. I, I think it was amazing. In fact, um, if do you have any other things to add about Bob Weir's show? You know, what, just, uh, I, I love, I can't get over how, how drastically different the set lists are every night. And it resonated with me in particular because it's become one of my pet peeves when I go to these big shows mm-hmm. in the arena setting now that, you know, even on multi-night runs, like Elton John was a great example last week, did the exact same set list both nights. Not not one song. I mean, come on. Like, and this isn't. You two came through, and it's an it's an immense production with a lot of you know functioning parts. So I understand that that show is going to have to run as scripted because you have so many bells and whistles going off. Mm-hmm. But when you have an artist like Elton John or Fleetwood Mac who come in. And there is barely any production value. You have a giant screen behind them, and that's it. And you're playing multiple nights in a row. Mm-hmm. Throw one different song in. Like right? I, I feel like that's not asking a lot. Wait. But Elton John's literally done the same exact set list on every single night of this tour, even in Chicago, two nights in a row. Like, come on, man. Like, throw one different song in there. The Smashing Pumpkins did it, too. And oh, God, yeah? I love them, but it was the exact same set list two nights in a row in their hometown. I mean, come on. Th- that's just, you know... As love him, hate him, whatever. That is just lazy as as a performer. And I get it, Elton John. You're a total legend. And he... they blame the production, but I mean, I, oh, okay. I, I'm just not buying it. Okay, I could see that. Foo Fighters put on quite a production as well, and they change. There are set parts of the show that's the same. They're opening with four tracks from the new album. They're mm-hmm. you know they're they're closing with uh, Best of You, I think it was, but. You know, they, they have a whole chunk in the middle there where they they switch it up each night. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to me, that's what rock and roll, when you lose when you lose that spontaneity, to me, that's where the best rock and roll comes from is spontaneity and unpredict- unpredictableness. And you kind of lose that a little bit. So Bob Weir changing. And I mean, of course, you expect that from somebody associated with the Grateful Dead, but just how drastically different these set lists are each night. If you have a chance to go see Bob Weir and Wolf Brothers, you will be rewarded in the live setting. Absolutely. Uh, before we let everybody go and let you get back to bed, Jim, uh, did you know Bob Weir's <laughs> original name? I did uh, not know this. Robert Hall Parber. Okay. Parber. I'm, I'm going to get some emails for that now. The, Robert Hall Parber. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah, Rob, Robert Hall Weir is what he went later as. And let me just tell you. Great A badass. He has this awesome Sam Waters mustache, too, that he's had for the last... You know, the dedication to the mustache alone is for a reason why you should buy a ticket to this tour. God bless him. (laughs) Bob Weir, he was with the Wolf Brothers at uh, the Chicago Theater. An amazing show. I'm going to give it like four out of five stars. I enjoyed it much more than I I thought I would. Yeah, it was really good. Mm -hmm. He's doing awesome. Jim, he's a writer for Forbes, broadcaster, music expert. He does it all. His name is Jim Ryan. Jim, where can they find you on twitter at radio jim ryan and uh if you search uh jim ryan forbes you'll you'll find all my stuff have an interview coming out uh soon with josh groban uh have have the bob weir uh review up there so uh 
Covering all the musical bases, uh, as they say. You do it all, <laughs> man. You do it all. There you go. Well, thanks for joining us here on Sound Sessions. Thank you. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Can't get enough of Sound Sessions? Like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Sound Sesh Pod, and check us out on Instagram 